0: this yesterday but quite frankly it's such a crazy storyline you have to kind of sift through it and go through a little recap in your mind before you discuss uh edward rogers declared victory in a battle for uh rogers he's reinstated himself as uh chairman is it gonna fly here to talk about it jacob lawrence from the toronto star the business reporter jacob great to have you on the show hey thanks for having me this sounds like um, previously on Succession, you know, Martha Rogers is saying it's more like Game of Thrones when you compare this to uh, a show that you'd binge watch. But frankly, I don't think there's enough characters to warrant that comparison. How similar is what's going on right now within the uh, Rogers family to what's going on in Succession if you watch that?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I recently started watching Succession and I'm so happy I did because they work in total parallel. I mean, there are so many similarities. It's you know, it's this warring family that has absolutely turned on each other to take control of this company. That's the same thing that happens in the T V show. This is the kind of thing that normally happens in T V, but now it's happening in real life. Um you have, you know, just this family that's completely pitted against each other in a fight for power, really. Um, You know, it's it's mainly revolving around uh, the late Ted Rogers, only son, Edward, who uh, would like to take sort of control over the company in a way that he's been wanting to for a long time. Um, And his two sisters, Martha and Melinda, and his mother, Loretta, are essentially trying to stop him.
0: Yeah, there's three siblings, just like there is in succession. I find that Mm -hmm. fascinating. Um, The ousted chairman that you were talking about, he says that he's been reinstated to the uh, top job by handpicked members of the new board. But uh, the company and his family say nothing could be further from the truth. I know that uh, this is going to go to the B.C. Supreme Court if Edward has his way. Before we get into that, what precipitated this Rogers family drama? Was this bubbling under the surface for a long time and we were just not privy to what was happening within that family and that corporation?
1: Yeah, I, I suspected it was. This is something that I think has been going on inside the Rogers family for much longer than we've really been following. You know, if you go back even a decade or so, you've seen power struggles between Ed Rogers and some of his family members and some of the CEOs that have sort of churned through Rogers over the years. Um, it's a really like a long, long drama. And it has been written about in the past. This is stuff that we've documented um, you know, there are former CEOs who came in to Rogers with sort of high hopes and high expectations. And at some point they crossed Ed the wrong way and were then sent back out. Um, so this is something that's been bubbling for a long time. We know that there is, you know, problematic internal family dynamics. Um, this is the most uh, sort of explicit it's been uh, publicly and in the media. Um, but you're, you're right that this has, been, this has been bubbling under the surface for a long time.
0: Okay. Well, let's start with, uh, where it began when things started to go public last week. Uh, it, Ed Rogers was removed as chair of the company, uh, because he tried to pull a Kendall Roy and he tried to, uh, get rid of the, uh, CEO Joe Natale. Can you maybe run down like the plot line of a story from there where things started to, uh, get even more dramatic within this saga?
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, if this happened, it, it, it really erupted in September. Ed uh, tries to oust Joe Natale, presidency of the company, and replace him with the former chief financial officer, Tony Staffieri. Um, Edward is in control of the, the Rogers Control Trust, which is the family trust that controls the company, was previously the chair of the board of directors, so he, he had the power to, to try to do this. Um, however, uh, Natalie, the, the the CEO and the board, learned of Edward's plan to try to oust him and other executives when uh, Staffieri accidentally dialed the CEO's phone number while discussing it. So essentially, a pocket dial gave away Ed's plan. Um, this erupted you internally. You can't write the
0: this into shows. That's incredible. A pocket dial.
1: You, you're right. You can't. And I, I do hope that the succession writers are taking notes when they're <laughs> reading about this um, because it's, it, it is somewhat surreal. Um, and from there, you know, the board votes to keep Natalie as CEO, against Ed's wishes. Um, and that prompts Staffieri to leave the company several days later. So mm-hmm. late in September, we, we got this notification that Staffieri was leaving for, for reasons that were not explained. And that's what really sort of first gave off the impression that something was going on at Rogers. And so, you know, as we've seen, everything has escalated from there. Um, last week, the Board of Directors voted to remove Ed from his position as chair. Um, three of the votes cast to remove him came from his mother and his sisters. Um, and now the dispute has sort of culminated in essentially a stalemate over who sits on the board. Um, right. You know, Ed says that he has his people who he wants to have seated on the board, and um, The board itself says that that's invalid. He can't do that. He's already been stripped of his position, and he hasn't convened a shareholders meeting. But, um, and I'm sure we can talk about this more. This gets very complicated and murky. And Mm wow, it sounds maybe a bit counterintuitive that Ed, who has just been stripped of his position, could possibly appoint anybody. It's the the key thing that is worth noting here is that Ed is in control of the Rogers Family Trust, which owns the vast majority of shares in the company, and that with that comes a lot of power and a lot of sway. And we're ultimately going to see a court decide um, how much power he really has there.
0: And the plot thickens. I can't wait for the next episode. Mm. So he's going to take this to the Supreme court of BC. And why is it the Supreme court in BC that he's going to?
1: That's where Rogers is incorporated.
0: Okay. So they will rule on if, uh, you know, he is indeed right. If he, uh, because he has the voting control over the, the company that his father um, left in the, in the kids' hands, that uh, he he can get his way and remain a CEO, right?
1: That's right. And we're probably going to see these decisions come out fairly soon. Um, Ed has, has written to the board or to the court um, with his lawyers essentially saying that we need an expedited court case. Like, the court needs to hear this fast. The reason for that is that, Rogers is essentially in a moment of chaos right now, and um, this is spooking shareholders a bit. Uh, We saw on Monday that the share value of Rogers dropped by about 6%. That's the most that's fallen since last February. Um, You know, their investors are worried. It's not clear who's in control of the company, and um, the company needs to mitigate their losses, essentially. And the only way to do that is to get a resolution quickly.
0: Well, and they're also trying to take over Shaw Communications. So that That's will right. that complicate things or does it speed things up here when it comes to a decision with the B.C. court?
1: Yeah, the time will tell. It's it's unclear. This is, this is certainly a very delicate time for such a crisis to happen, given that Rogers is in the midst of a twenty six billion dollar takeover. Um, he, it, it sort of it depends who you ask. There are some you know, security analysts who we've spoken to who aren't particularly concerned about this takeover going through. They sort of suspect that this volatility could calm itself in the next while and that this um, takeover, which has been in the works for a long time, will go on. Um, but we really don't know. It's really hard to say what's going to happen next at this point.
0: Well, in this case, is it life imitating art or is it art imitating life? It's hard <laughs> to tell. I want to thank you for your time today, Jacob. It's been a pleasure having you on the show.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having
0: me. Have a great day. Jacob Lawrence is a Toronto Star business reporter, just running down this crazy saga of the Edward Rogers family. I don't know about you. I can't wait for the next episode.